0: Welcome to episode five of Five Minutes to Change the World with Even Better If. I'm your host, Mike Conahan, and joining me in the studio today is South London teacher, Rich Chin. Hi, and welcome to episode five of Five Minutes to Change the World, uh, brought to you by Even Better If. Uh, We're bringing you this every single week, a tiny, tiny bit uh, of wisdom coming from uh, a guest. My guest in the studio today is uh, a teacher from South London who's done many, many other things uh, during his working life. Uh, And Rich, hello. Hello, and thanks for having me, Mike. Yeah, no problem. So, we were talking around the idea of, of sort of mentoring, um, something that I think is incredibly useful. Uh, and I think people would be really interested, in, interested to hear your take on the way that uh, you're running things at the moment with some of the, the, the pupils, the children and young people you're working with.
1: Yeah. So um, my background, just briefly, my coaching, mentoring background, I am an ACCICF. ICF. International Coaching Federation certified coach, and I'd used that certification when I was an education advisor um, internationally. Uh, Stepping back into the UK classroom, uh, I just figured, you know what? Why let this go to waste? Let's use it with the kids and help them to build some of the skills that they need for managing their behaviors, um, their emotions, um, giving them some tools for developing self-efficacy.
0: Yeah it'd be interesting to know how you're doing things and also maybe just to be thinking about these last couple of years which have been very very difficult for uh for children and potentially you know helping them with their i guess m- emotional well-being might be that little bit trickier because of uh the difficulties brought on uh children by the pandemic
1: yeah most definitely uh we have seen um in our school where students are i would say uh, challenged by social skills, they're not really sure how to engage and interact with each other on a, a really um, meaningful way or, or in in mm. proper ways. And so the behaviors come out because they're out of practice. Yeah. And uh, so so one of the things that that I have gone ahead and done is I've I've spoken with pastoral managers. Um, at the school, and I've asked them to pinpoint uh, one or two students from the year groups. uh, Year groups I'm targeting right now are 10 and 11. Mm -hmm. Um, And in targeting those uh, one or two students, I I have a conversation with a student and ask them, um, I just use questioning skills, just Mm -hmm. questioning to, to get them to see themselves. And my first question is, who are you? um and as simple as it sounds it's one of those questions that that really stumps them because sometimes they just sit and stare like and you see they're they're a bit flummoxed cuz they don't know how to answer it others uh will give you uh will have given me answers that tell me that they they want to avoid thinking about who they are oh i'm a unicorn oh i am just a child and so we go a little bit deeper into just listening to their stories. So I say, okay, you're not ready to answer that question right now. We can part that question for now, but tell me about yourself. Tell me um, the story of your life. And through talking about the stories of their life, we then go on to, how did you arrive at that story? And who's given you that story? did you come up with that story mm-hmm. other people told you that story mm-hmm. uh then in listening to the stories we start to to listen for core values what are okay. the core values coming out of the story what's important to you again it's through questioning so the mm-hmm. question I, I I usually ask at this point is as they tell their story and I hear things about um their friendship groups or family life or what they've experienced um on the playground and things that may have upset them or things that excited them uh I asked why was this significant mm-hmm. and in asking the significance we start to, to get closer and closer to the core values mm. once we identify the core values then we can say so what do you see yourself doing in the future where do you want to go what do you see yourself how do you see yourself um as an adult in the next few years, what's life going to look like for you? What do you want it to look like for you? Sometimes they can't go that far. And sometimes it's just, what's the end of the year going to look like for you? Mm -hmm. And then create a picture for what they would like it to look like. Because sometimes what they think it's going to look like at the end is not what they want it to look like. So what do you want it to look like? We ask another question. If that future you, tell me about that future you, Mm -hmm. um, what does that future you look like? How are they feeling? How are they acting? What are some of the behaviors that they're exhibiting? And if that future you is your best you in a year's time or five years time, and that's a 10, where are you now? Yeah. Then we go to Okay, so if you're, let's say, a five, you're halfway there, how do you get to a six? And really, it's, this is where the, the skills come in for them to break down where they want to get to into small bite-sized steps, steps mm-hmm. that are easy. And, and this sounds like it takes forever to do, but it really mm-hmm. doesn't. Um, the first session, it's just a getting to know you session. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, we start to build a relation, the relationship and the, the levels of trust, I, I can start to to uh, get them to, to probe a bit more and get them to go deeper into themselves and who they are, where they want to be, understanding um, how their current behaviors impact on their future goals and get them to see that they can meet success by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't meet the 10, we don't aim for the ten right away. We're aiming for the next step on to get to the ten. So mm. it's just making it easy for them to to attack, to um, achieve, yeah. to aim for. Wow, okay, so just to just to
0: go back a little bit because i I really like the the structure of that that first question when you said. You know who are who are you? And said it sounds like a simple question. Well, to me it sounds like possibly you know the deepest philosophical question that you can ask anybody. Um, and you know, here's me. Dare I say it? Not too far off uh, fifty. Um, I, I'm not sure I'd be able to ask that answer that question, and I certainly wouldn't necessarily know uh, or, or think I would get to the ten. And I really like the way that you, you you've broken that down because. From the starting point of you know what sounds like a potentially basic question, but is actually you know an incredibly deep one. Yeah. You're you're confronted with with the children, the young people who who sometimes don't know how to answer that. And I like the idea that you know you're breaking it down to these the these very basics. But at the same time, you're asking them if that's their own story or it's someone else's story, and I, that's a really crucial part, I think, of of, of finding you know a, a, an authentic self, if Ooh. you like. So are, am I doing this am I am I being the way I am for my parents or for my teachers or for my peers or to be in the right crowd or whatever or actually am I genuinely doing this for me? Um, which again I think there are lots of people who get to um, whatever 50 60 70 80 years old are still searching for that in a good way you know not not yeah. sort of not lost but that search goes on and I think it's an incredibly important uh, or age, if you like, to, to be starting,
1: to yeah. be doing that from a from a young age. It, it's I don't think it's ever about necessarily attaining the 10, because mm. I don't know if I'll ever attain the 10, because by the time you get to what the 10 looks like now, mm-hmm. you've formed another picture of what a 10 looks like. Absolutely, yeah. Well, there's a different, it's a
0: different 10. It's gone off on a different yeah. tangent, um, and it's always... I guess, good to be able to understand that that's something to accept because maybe your goals change, your aspirations change. You're you're clearly talking to, I mean, just to be really clear, secondary school children who are going through, you know, these monumental changes uh, in terms of their their own development. They're going from children to adults. Um, And we know that, as you know, as a teenager, there are lots of, um, actually natural reckless decisions that you make because that's the way your, your your brain you know develops itself um i think there's a lot of confusion surrounding people at age maybe 13 14 15 when they're going through the school system that tells you that you should be aiming for these exams yes but f- for me having left teaching and you know still lots of work in schools uh, i'm becoming more and more convinced that it's it, it's not something that is that contributes well to the well-being of, of the children and young people. Not the fact that there are exams, but just that this there's this such a focus on it from, mm. from a school. And the schools are often tied in uh, to their own you know targets and the, the measures that they're judged by yeah. that they are that they push all of this onto the children and we're not having therefore these sort of rounded um, members of society we're having children who are just getting anxious about the fact that they've got some exams to, to complete and they need to get some good grades and there are parents and teachers and others who are sort of pushing them towards this and we sometimes neglect all the stuff that you're talking about who are they yeah they're <laughs> not they're not they're not an a star at gcse
1: english they are And and that's okay if they're not an A star, GCSE, Mm -hmm. and It's really okay. Um, I had a student uh, just last week in mocks just burst into tears, come running out of the the, the mock exams. I was um, standing outside um, the room, and she just came and burst into tears in front of me. and come to find out, it was the anxiety of taking all these exams. Um, so, so you're right, students have to know that they are more than their exams, and they have to understand that there are different pathways um, to getting where you want to go. Um, mm. But along the way, you're going to have to make sure that you have a sense of your ability su- to succeed, and success mm. doesn't always look the same for everyone. So, how mm. do you want your success to look? So, do you have any success stories you could
0: um, tell us about?
1: Yeah. So, one success story, um, I've, I've got this this student who is, she's been having. A, uh, challenges with friendship groups and and just managing getting on with her her work she, she's she got loads of potential academically but has become derailed um by by had become derailed by friendship groups and um little squabbles that they've been having and through through chatting with her and getting to her core values found that that trust and loyalty were, were core values for her um but that more than trust and loyalty, family with of the friendship groups, a family was her biggest core value. <clears throat> so when we we uh, positioned her um core, her her sights, her eyes towards her her true core value, family, and got it off of friends, and got it more onto academics and what she wanted to do, and broke down into again those if what do you want to see yourself in. Uh, as a 10, and where are you now? And we started to break it down into small steps. It only took a week for me to start seeing her, this student who would go around, um, shoulders down, always grumpy, to seeing her smiling, smiling mm-hmm. with teachers, um, and smiling with some of her friends, new friends, making new friendship groups, and just Talking with teachers, she's flourishing in class, mm. getting her head down, getting on with the work and participating in a beautiful, meaningful way uh, rather than sulking at the back of the classroom.
0: Mm. So could, can you sort of pinpoint anything in particular you think that, I guess, that was able to jolt her out of uh, of where she was?
1: She saw herself. That's, that's, yeah. that's simply what it was. She She was through our conversations she was able to um use the tools that she'd been given and the vocabulary that she'd learned to describe where she was and understand it in a in a clearer way Mm. and understand where she wanted to to be and how to get there.
0: I really like the idea that you talked about you know that vocabulary being those those tools because often part of you know that internal anger or
1: you know, the anxiety
0: that people feel is, is purely because they find it very very difficult to express themselves and that frustration obviously boils over. So yeah, it exacerbates it, doesn't it? But finding the finding the right words and being given those right words, being coached as you say, being questioned in a in a very intelligent way, uh, but simple way, um, clearly has these huge, huge benefits. Thanks.
1: Thank you so very much for having me.
0: Okay, well, thank you, Rich. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll be back soon.